We all learn from each other. One of the things I learned from Scott Shannon, three words, preparation, concentration, moderation. Welcome to Brand With On Demand, your guide to rebooting radio. Then there was another very smart guy who gave me this quote, major market is a state of mind, not a location. That guy, Kipper McGee. Brandwith On Demand, rebooting radio with a different take on all radio can be. Now your guides through the media morphosis, David Martin, and author of the book Brandwith, media branding coach, Kipper McGee. He is a master of all formats. No, really. The veteran programmer, Chuck Knight, best known for his 11-year run at Philly AC B101, a legendary station. He was teamed up there with another legend, Jerry Lee. Earlier, he programmed CHR at Saga's Q102, Des Moines, was promoted to their Columbus Cluster, where he programmed AC Sunny 95 and oversaw their classic hits and smooth jazz brands. After another uh, run as a senior VP of programming for the Austin-San Antonio region, he's now programming another famous radio station, WINK, in Florida's teeming Fort Myers, Naples. He's a nine-time Marconi Award winner, named one of Radio Inc.'s best programmers seven different times, count them, and has an impressive roster of other awards, which we'll link to in the show notes. Brand with On Demand is proud to welcome a true multi-format master, Chuck Knight. Hey, Chuck. Hey. Well, thank you for inviting me, and thanks for those kind words. I, I, I don't know if I, in fact, I know I don't deserve them, so. Uh, we lie the least, Chuck. But thank you for inviting me. For starters, what does it take today to create one of those top-rated award-winning station brands you are so famous for? Well, first off, it's not me, it's us. It's the collective power of of everybody at a radio station. But from a brand manager's standpoint, I, I think it really boils down to we have to be able to hear things in our mind. We've got to work with talented people. But as a brand manager, we're really an artist with a blank canvas, And so we have to be able to look at that canvas in our minds because we're audio. We've got to be able to hear that canvas in our own minds and then direct it accordingly, coach it accordingly. And we have to do that with specifics. And that means taking time with people. I mean, investing our time with our people to earn their trust is really one of the most important things that we have to do. I've come to realize that my job really has two aspects to it, and that's it. And the first aspect is to take care of the detail work. So the toughest job in the business is not mine. The toughest job in the business is on-air execution. And it's true with any sports team, too. Execution is everything. So I take care of the detail work. I, I say I, but all of us take care of the detail work so When it gets to on-air execution, that's what the on-air staff has to worry about. And then my second job is to give people confidence. Mm -hmm. And it really boils down to those two simple things. Catch them doing something right. Explain what needs to be done because you can hear it in your mind 
coach specifics, give them confidence. Right. And if we think about it from our own standpoint as brand managers, that's what we want too from our bosses. So uh, detail work, number one, and giving confidence, number two, is, is really what it's all about. Well, Chuck, you've worked in all kinds of formats in small, medium, large, and major markets. In your experience, what are some of the common traits that a PD needs to coach a team to win, and no matter the format? Yeah, that confidence, giving people that confidence is really paramount. And how does that happen? It happens with us taking time with our people. And it really, taking time with our people is more important than any music log more important than putting together any promotion. That's really job one at a radio station and taking a genuine interest into each one of our individual employees and finding out about them and putting sincere interest and intrigue into why we're interested in their lives. And so I think it really does start with relationships. And everything dovetails on top of those relationships that we develop. We have to earn trust, trust and respect for each other. But that doesn't happen because we've got a title. That happens through our words and our actions. And so that's, in my mind, is, is job number one. So one of the other jobs, though, is obviously recruiting and maintaining the care and feeding of your on-air talent. So my question is, when you're looking to hire an on-air performer, and this could be somebody that's on-air, live, voice track, whatever, what are some of the things that you look for and how do you handle it? I look at it, I think as a brand manager, we are casting directors, So we have to have it, once again, in our mind as to what it needs to sound like. We've got to have that vision in our mind, and we've got to go out and find it. And we can't take it for granted that those people will come to us. So we need to make sure that we're networking to find that right casting person. And that's difficult to do. And I will say that Through my experience, we have to make sure that we're hiring the right person. And if we can't settle for second best, I would rather have something be open and have it remain open than hiring the wrong person for the right job. And as a talent, I don't think that's not the kind of job that you want to have as a talent either. You don't want to be put into a situation where it isn't exactly right. So it's got to be right on both ends of it. I will say this, and it's a little painful to say that through my years in the business and being able to hire some great talent and work with some great talented people that I never hired, that I was able to inherit, that I think what you see as a brand manager What you see is what you get, because I don't think for the most part you can really change, nor should we want to change what a talent does, because it is about being real and authentic. And so we can't change 
nor should we want to change what that talent does. If that talent does what we hear in our mind for our radio station, then it's a perfect marriage. If they aren't, then it's not good for the talent and it's not good for the station to put to marry those two things together. So what you see is what you get in trying to change anybody is usually a failed experience, as it should be, because asking somebody to be something other than themselves is not the right thing. And how do you react when somebody applies? I mean, are you able to be in touch with them or or follow up in any way? Or what's your thought on that? You know, I've been on both sides of the fence here, being hiring person and also the person who has been downsized a couple of times and therefore looking at it. It's one of my frustrations. I tried to be good at this in Philadelphia. And that's where I really learned that communication is the key with applicants. I mean, we're asking people to come and join our team. We're inviting people to join our team. And quite often in the industry, and I think in business in general, but within our industry, we're terrible at treating people with respect after we ask them to reach out to us and apply for a job. Sometimes we don't even respond back with an email saying, hey, got your stuff. Thanks. It's going to be, a, you know, uh, six weeks until we figure out, you know, uh, tiers and finalize candidates. We don't even do that. What I tried to do starting in Philadelphia wasn't always successful I think all of us just want to know where we stand. And that's how I felt when I was in between things and reaching out to people for opportunities. Just let me know how, how I stand and I'm okay with it one way or the other, but just let me know how I stand. So what I tried to do in Philadelphia and what I tried, we haven't had an opening here. Well, we did have one, but we stuck with the lineup that we had. But back to Philadelphia, what I tried to do there is politely, I would try to tell you if you were a secondary candidate. And that was just out of respect to you of letting you know where it was. And if you moved on to the interview phase, either over the phone or in person, if the job wound up going to somebody else, you got a phone call back from me. And that happened before it hit the trades. And before it also hit the trades, if you applied for the job, I would go back through and hit you back with an email saying, hey, we finally finalized something. Uh, appreciate your interest and wishing you much continued success. But what I found in a couple of my job searches was kind of disturbing within the industry is people that you kind of knew throughout your career ghost you. And I don't know if those people think that because you're out of a job that somehow that job-itis or whatever will slither off to them and they'll be out of a job soon or what the deal if there was some contagious to being out of a job, but it's it was unreal people that you communicate with on maybe even a weekly or a monthly basis and you were employed would ghost you after that point. And 
even people that I have interviewed with, you'll send them follow-up information and you don't even get a reply. And I, I just plead with all of us to reply to emails if you've got an applicant or if you've got somebody who's reaching out or if you've got a listener or whatever, it's easy to reply, hey, thanks, I'll look at this, or thanks, good thoughts. That's it. It is so easy to do, and you will not deflate people by not doing it, because when we don't do it, we are telling people that they are not worth our time to respond to. Respect. And that is deflating. And I fear it pushes people out of this industry because they don't get that communication throughout so many of their applications and they become frustrated with the industry and they get out before mm. they should. Respect. So please, please, from all of our perspectives, let's communicate. Don't ghost anybody. It's easy. Just reply with three words. Hey, thanks. Hope you're doing well. Or I got this. Thank you. It isn't promising anybody a job or anything, but oh, it is help somebody have a good day is really what it boils down to. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that's my soapbox. You're so right, Chuck. No, no, you're, you're so right about that. You know, most stations today are part of a cluster. Yeah. And market cluster strategies can be confusing, rewarding, somewhere in between. What do you suggest for OMs and even cluster managers about clusters and how to manage them, how to strategize, how to... Execute. I think going back to what we just talked about, communication is a key. And, you know, nobody likes meetings, but meetings are where collaboration happens. And so I think putting together weekly meetings and uh, communicating with your team and having fun with your team and getting to know your team, that's where the good ideas come from. And we do have a cluster here. We've got 10 radio stations across. Uh, two different companies under uh, in-house here in eight TV stations. So there's a lot of different things going on at the radio station. But communication is a key. Collaboration is a key. We do our monthly programming meetings for Wink FM. And that's where the good stuff comes from. That's where Uh, The best imaging on the radio station, this radio station is imaged better than any other radio station I've worked for, even the legendary B101 in Philadelphia. And the reason why is we go into programming meetings on a monthly basis and we brainstorm out one category of imaging pretty much every single month. So everybody comes with two or three imaging ideas and It's awesome. We all feed off of each other and we have come up with great imaging. The majority of that imaging is done in-house by us. So collaboration is a key if you're dealing with one radio station or collaborating across five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten radio stations is really the key. It's also not a badge of courage to try to do it all yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. That's selfish. Good point. Now, 
One thing I also noticed is among your many accolades and awards, you got one for community-based website of the year. So as the industry focuses more on branded media content and not just radio, what kind of things do you want to see on your online strategy and execution? Well, the reason we got that community-based website of the year was feather in the cap of Mark Bingham and back in Columbus, Ohio, was way out in front of it and really pulled us all along into what needed to go into a website. And the company supported it beyond that, too. But salute to Mark for that. And he's really the the reason that we won that award. But I think a lot of it depends on what your company is willing to invest. Because in working with a couple of the big companies in in my two previous jobs to this, many of the big companies have their templates. So therefore, there isn't a heck of a lot that you can do with those templates. And that's what they choose to do. And they invest on a global basis rather than a local basis. So I think you can control a little bit of the content that goes in there from a local standpoint. And I've also worked in companies that really didn't want to invest a lot in the website. They wanted to develop a template and really have it be minimalistic. And that's okay. That's not my decision. Those decisions come above me. And so, therefore, you have to kind of accept what your company is willing to invest. The place where I think uh, I like to spend more of my time because it is not dependent on that investment is the localism that we do on the air. And so therefore we invest that time of making sure. I think Dave Robbins was a guy who taught me this earlier. If a break works equally well in Chicago and Fort Myers, Florida, it's a good break. How do you make it better? How do you make it great? You make it only work in Fort Myers. So we strive to have every break have some form of localization to it. So if you're talking about the new Reese's candy bar, you're talking about going to pub. Hey, next time you're in Publix, take a look for this new Reese's candy bar. And it's easy to do. You're only adding a couple of words to every single break. And salute to people in Naples listening while they're working today. So we strive to have that local content because we have more control over it on the air. And in reality, we reach a heck of a lot more people over the air than we would ever reach through our website. So it's really a question of where are we going to have more impact for that local engagement? It's going to be on air. Programming ace Chuck Knight with us today. Somebody you'd love to hear from? We'd love to hear your suggestions. Email us, show at brainwithondemand.com. And now a new way to stay in contact. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. You name it, we're there. Just look for Brandwith Plus. That's Brandwith, P-L-U-S, Brandwith Plus. We look forward to seeing your comments there. Coming up. 
Chuck Knight shares some things he knows now he really wishes he knew way back when. Hi, this is Dave from Music Master Scheduling, here with another Music Master raving fan. I'm Lori Pearson, owner and programmer of Lori Radio. As the industry standard, Music Master has allowed me to achieve something I would not be able to do without them, which is operate a professionally and properly programmed 24-7 independent radio station. Ready to become a Music Master raving fan? Get in touch at musicmaster.com slash sales. Okay, summertime is here and you'd really like some cool station swag. The problem is no budget. Hey there, Kipper here with three words, Radio Swag Shop. Just check out radioswagshop.com forward slash Kipper and you'll see what I mean. Your ratings and your bottom line will say thanks. The stuff we know now, we wish we'd known then. Brand with On Demand. We're with Chuck Knight today. Chuck, what's the one thing you know now? You really wish you knew way back in that first job. I'll give you a couple. Uh, We all learn from each other. And one of the things I learned from Scott Shannon, never worked with Scott, but Scott came down when I was in Pyramid. Uh, Steve Rivers was the VP of programming and Steve and Scott were close friends. And Scott came down to talk to a PD conference that we were in. And he said, Three words that have stuck with me throughout my career, preparation, concentration, moderation. If you look at every single break that we do on the air, it's got to have those three elements. It's a tripod. There's a table on the top of it. The table on the top of it is a successful break. If there is one of those legs that is missing from it, what happens to a table that's sitting on a tripod? It falls over. And so every successful break has to have those three elements in it. And I have credited Scott. Thank you, Scott. And I've credited him throughout my career for those three words that we preach continually today. Preparation, concentration, moderation. Every break needs to have those three elements in it. Then there was another very smart guy, too, who gave me this quote. Major market is a state of mind, not a location. That guy is Kipper McGee, who gave me that advice early in my career. And it is so true. Major market is a state of mind. It's not a location. It does not have anything to do with market size. It's about how we attack it and how we engage it in our own minds. And then I think the other thing is stop and smell the roses. I worry that we don't enjoy and celebrate our successes fully and often enough. So take some time. Stop and smell the roses. I mean, we can all look back on our careers and go, man, I wish I would have enjoyed that more. I look back on a lot of my stops. I was able to work at home office in Emmis. Uh, I was able to work at a one-of-a-kind radio station in Philadelphia with an iconic owner, Jerry Lee. I look back on those things and go, wow, I, I wish I would have stopped and enjoyed those successes more. So learn from my mistakes. Stop and smell the roses. Our thanks to programming ace Chuck Knight. 
You'll find links to his station, Wink FM, along with his complete bio, awards, and more, all in the show notes. Just scroll down on your phone. Our thanks to executive producer Cindy Huber for putting this all together, and also Hannah B., our associate producer for bookings. And coming up next... Hey, it is Burt Weiss, syndicated host based out of Atlanta, and I'm doing Brand With with Kipper and Dave, and I can tell you this, if you miss the next episode, you're going to suck at radio. Your entire career is just going to be awful unless you listen to their next episode, and we give you, we give you the currency to make you a successful radio personality. If you miss it, you're always going to suck. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Maybe we should move on. That's a wrap, Kipper. We'll be talking about clarity in the One Minute Martinizer. You'll find it in the show notes at brandwithondemand.com. I'm Dave Martin. And I'm Kipper McGee. May all your brand with be wide. We're going to suck at radio.